Temecula, California. My mom always said it's don't sweat the small stuff. What? It's all small stuff. Is this thing on? Make sure you watch me on the Kim Pie Pandas YouTube channel on episode two of the Overdogs podcast. This is Overdogs podcast. Welcome to uh, episode two, season one of Overdogs podcast, the fighting, drinking, betting, and dumb shit show. I'm your host, Bags. We got uh, Mac Malley. We got Smiling Sam Alvey. And uh, we've got a wild guest tonight and Mr. Mike Perry. So how are you boys doing tonight? I'm feeling great. I'm feeling good. UFC 290 just around the corner. Card of the year. I, I, I'm i looking forward to it. I mean, at least the main card, every fight on the main card. Undercard looks good, too. I, You know, you know who's on the undercard? And I can't believe it. Um, uh, Robbie, Robbie's yeah. on the undercard. I can't believe it. I actually have. I'm okay with it. If you look at some of his last fights, I mean, legacy, yeah, he should be on the main card, but mm-hmm. ESPN always needs someone big to headline uh, the the prelims. I mean, you're a UFC fighter. You, you probably know that. But I think, yeah, I'm not too mad at it. And you look at some of his last fights, they have just not been – if he goes out there and he looks like crap, waste. He hasn't looked like crap in a while. I mean, he's looked good in his, at least his last fight. It was yeah. his last fight against uh, Nick, right? Wasn't it Diaz? Yeah, he looked good on that one. Yeah, he looked great that. on that. He looked like a new man on that. Given Nick looked like he wasn't there to fight, but uh, Robbie looked real good on that fight. I don't understand how Nick Diaz looked so decent, so slow. Like he was, he was moving so slow. You get what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. he had it still, but just no pop. It, it, yeah, Robbie just beat the shit out of him. Yeah, it was. It, Robbie looked good. I mean, I, and it. it Talking bad about Nick in the fight makes it seem like Robbie didn't look. Robbie looked great. He might have looked prime. Make he might have made prime Nick look bad, as sharp as he looked that fight. Uh, I gotta correct us. Both of us thought this. I forgot about the Brian Barberina fight. He fought Brian Barberina last, lost by TKO. Oh, that's right. That's it. No. But yeah, there you go. So we've got we've got Bo Nickel as the as the very first start of that uh, that main card. And he did get a replacement, you guys said? Yes. Yeah, Valentin Woodburn. He, he, guy was going to be on Contender Series here not too long. And uh, he just took a big step up. And, you know, when the UFC calls, you've got to take it. They're, you can't say no. It's, yes, I'm in. Then you go out there and maybe maybe make an extra 50 grand if, with a win. Imagine imagine turning down a spot on that card for, for fight week <laughs> in July. Like, you'd be crazy. His debut in the UFC is against, I mean, the budding superstar on the main event of the biggest card of the year. You say yes to that, and you go out there and try and win. Yeah, two two monster uh, belt fights, you know, that that night. I mean, the card is completely stacked. And, you know, originally it was supposed to, you know, they were, you know, John and Stipe were supposed to be fighting on this card, you know, originally right after that fight in March and just Mm -hmm. didn't pull together. But imagine that card, John and, and Volk and Moreno. Whew. Yeah, have you heard anything why that fight didn't come together? Because I, I've been I searching. It was, it was going to happen. And then, it, you know, I stopped hearing about it. It sounded like they both wanted it, you know. And, I, and I'm sure, you know, there's no way Stipe wanted to pass up on that money. Like, no yeah. way. 
Yeah. I think it was Stipe, actually. Now I think about it, I think it was Stipe said he wanted something a little bit later. If I gotcha. remember right, I could try to do some research. But it, yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like one of them got hurt. One of them said I wouldn't be ready right then. Uh, but yeah, that would have been ideal. Because I, I know, I know John has hinted at, uh, and and I know that nothing's set in stone, but he's he he's been hinting at like you know fighting in in like November in Madison Square Garden. Ooh. Who? John Jones. He had hinted oh, about Jones, fighting yeah. in, in Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Well, he needs to. I mean, he's from Epicot, New York. I mean, a lot of people uh, credit Albuquerque, New Mexico, but he's just trained here his whole life. He's from Epicot, so him fighting yeah. in NYC would be big. Yeah, the only, the only problem with fighting in New York is they take a big chunk out of your paycheck, uh, New Yorkers. I, I, I love the people. It was one of my favorite fights being in New York, but uh, the, the state took a big chunk out of my, my paycheck. Did they really? Yeah, it's New York, man. I'll tell you yeah. what, though. Uh, I went to um, Alex Pereira and Adesanya in Miami, and it was the first fight they'd had there in several years, and that place was absolutely lit. Yeah. It was it was pro it was probably bigger than maybe any any Vegas uh, fight that I've been to outside of like the McGregor fights. Okay, that place was going absolutely apeshit. That's when um, who was it? Uh, Masvidal fought for uh, Georgie. Yeah, who did Gilbert Burns. Burns. Burns, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And Trump showed up, and that place exploded. It was it was the wildest scene I've ever seen. Kevin Holland wins and jumps over the the cage and and runs down there and shakes Trump's hand. It was it was wild scenes that night. Yeah, I, I remember seeing all the highlights of the night. They were just highlight after highlight. I mean, the UFC's Twitter team was just on fire. <laughs> and then and then of course that of course that fight. I mean, it looked like Pereira was about to take his head off. And all of a sudden, Izzy comes back and drops him. I mean, that was it was electric. Yeah, I like both men. I took I took Alex Bray to Waffle House at three a.m. one time, man. And I got to ask him anything. He's one of the coolest guys. He, I mean, Izzy, he's, you know, scary for sure. But you know, who you got to be scared of at a Waffle House at three a.m. when you got Alex Bray sitting there? Yeah. But I was okay. talking to him. It was interesting. He said that in that next fight against, he wanted to beat him for one round, then sub him in the second. Him and Glover were specifically working on something. Uh, for that arm triangle and to see him go out there and try to finish it super quick i was like okay i guess he threw that away but i was also one of the very few people that said dude you can't count out izzy just because he's lost a couple times three times to him if you look at the three times mm -hmm. like the the kickboxing fight was what a lot of kickboxing fans would consider I don't know if a robbery probably a robbery probably a robbery you know in the second fight he was having his moments you know it's that's what that's he was man. winning until he got knocked out. I mean, he, he was winning yep. the fight. And then, yep. then, you know, one punch away from not winning the fight. But eventually, yeah. you know, two guys that are at that caliber, you know, they fight enough times, somebody's going to catch a win. I mean, you just, you, you can't, it's like, it's like watching two World Series baseball teams, right? Like nobody's going to get swept. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if I can interject real quick. So I did just look and I think what I said does check out. It looks like, Chael Sonnen at least said, you know, take that with a grain of salt. But he said that their Stipe Jones is kind of up in flames in that it's going to be Sergey and Jones in August. So that goes right into where I said I don't. I think Stipe came out and said something like he wouldn't be ready till like September. And Jones said, well, fuck that. You know, I want to get a fight. So Sergey Jones is. He doesn't have the name value Francis does, but damn, that's a banger. Fucking fun yeah. fight. I like that fight. I thought Jones. Me too. I, I hate saying it, but I thought Jones was going to smoke Stipe. I thought that the size difference yes. 
was going to be huge and noticeable. You know, Stipe's got a shorter reach than Jose Aldo did. And it's crazy mm-hmm. to think that. And that's why I thought I thought Jones was going to smoke him. But the Sergey fight's fun. I said, I'm going to have to watch more of his stuff. But I think Jones still wins that one. But that's just first impression. I, th- I think Jones has to be a huge favorite. And he was against uh, Stipe because they had already launched the lines, right? Yeah. And I don't know if you remember this, but when they launched Jones and Gann, Gann actually came out as a slight favorite, which was yep. shocking, right? But it was like, look, John hadn't fought in three years. Like, what condition he's going to come in? He's moving to heavyweight. Gann looks pretty good. And I'm telling you, the betters hit that line so hard but that, that he went from a dog to like a minus 350 favorite by the time that fight kicked off. And then obviously it was a 30-second win. But yeah. with that said, I think the line was Stipe. John was like minus 450. So that's four Ooh. and a half one to one to win that fight, right? Like, that's a big line. Um, I'm not, I know we I'm talked gonna... about this. We talked about this like last week with Ilya and Emmett, right? We were like pretty perplexed that it was a 350 favorite in a fight like that. But damn, did, did Vegas nail that? Like he dominated five rounds in a 50 to 42 win. Mm-hmm. There, th- this week, this card, 290, they've got a lot of big over. I mean, uh, Whitaker is like minus 450, like we're just saying. Uh, they're not giving any respect to Yair. Or, uh, excuse me, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're not giving any respect to Yair either. But uh, they're not the Drake. No. They're not giving any respect to Dragus. Ooh, man, we could dive into these big time. What a banger card, man! I cannot believe yeah. I'm not flying to Vegas for this shit. I can't believe it. <laughs> it's it is. I considered going to Vegas for this card. Like, man, this is this is a really good card coming up. And I and, and I made I made a up on Friday morning and say, let's go. <laughs> Fucking pick me up, bro, on your way. What the hell? Just hitchhike and open the plane swings, swings a rope. <laughs> right. Uh, do a uh, Batman extraction like in the dark night, bro. Right, yeah, yeah. You wanna you want hey, you wanna do it? Cause because you wanna do it, Mac? I think uh I think I've got to stop in, in New Mexico for my second fill up. <laughs> Fucking hit me up, dude. Yeah. All right. That's the only reason anyone stops in New Mexico good. anyway. Green chili or for gas. Or yeah, drugs. Let's, let's talk about it after this. I think last time we landed in Albuquerque. So, uh, how far are you from there? 20 minutes. Like from the airport? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about this. <laughs> what do you guys think about the Volkanovski version? Yeah, your fight. Okay. Can I start this one? Yo, please do. Dude, like I've said it so many, so many fucking times, man. You know, I've watched enough fights to know there's just always room for something to go wonky, right? Mm-hmm. Like, then you have certain fighters that seem to embody that chaos or that wildness, bro. And that would be Yair. I mean, he has had, I mean, we, we don't have to bring up the Chan Sung Jung TKZ knockout. I mean, he's losing that fight until five seconds and then he just makes up an elbow. And then you find out later, no, he actually trains that thing. This is a fight Volk should win. And I think there's parallels to the Robert Whitaker and Drick is fight, but um, this is a fight Volk should win. He's used to fighting taller fighters. Yair takes a lot of shots. He has an incredible chin, you know, you know, fighting Mexican spirit. He's he's got that. So barring Yair catching him with something crazy, it usually is that range. Volk is really good at closing range because he's so much shorter. He's always that's his natural tendency in the first place. This should be a clear cut domination from alexander volkanovsky but you just can never be too sure with yair so i, I mean I, I pick i pick volk but go ahead i i i'm taking volk too 
But Volk coming off a title defeat, I know it wasn't his title, but it was still a title defeat. Nobody wins their first fight after they lose a title. Uh, and it, it makes me nervous. I mean, I, I like the odds. I think Volk is minus 400 and Yair is plus 235. Yair might be, might, might be a good bet just to play the odds. But uh, yes, he, he's not as good as Volk anywhere, but you don't have to be always. You just have to be for one fight. He turned Max Holloway, and you know, I hate using this term, turning him into a grappler, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's using your weapons. And he made he made Holloway go, "What the hell, bro?" and start taking him down. But you know, Volk's such a uh, yeah. I'm with you 100. percent Sprinkle something on uh, Yair, but in my parlay, it'll 100 percent be Volkanovski. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I personally, I personally think Volk beat Islam. To be honest, like I, I, I personally did. I, I, I was think- comfortable with the decision, but I couldn't see it either way. Yeah, it was close. I wasn't upset. With the, with the decision, but I had both winning. Fair enough. Yo, Mr. Mike Perry. Oh, there he is, the man. Platinum. What's up, fellas? What's up, What's brother? up Sam? Hey, how you doing, my man? I'm good, <laughs> man. I actually I just had a huge day. Oh. Well, tell what us about doing? it. What was, what was so big, brother? Oh, man. This payment that I made, <laughs> it was so big. Uh, I, I bought, I, I closed on a house in the morning. I sent the money for the house. Yeah, man, it was good, good stuff. So uh, I got some, I got some nuptials signed up and, um, you know, we're set to, you know, have a great weekend and a, and a, a great year, you know, so keep the ball. We, we have gone from, we have gone from, from Mike Perry, the wild man to Mike Perry, the homeowner father of two and about and soon to be husband in a very short span brother well there was a there was a long road and a lot of learning lessons in between um this isn't my first rodeo with that that market so you know i've learned a few lessons yeah, just watching you on instagram with the kids and i've been around you and your family in person and just watching you like how doting you are and and how like sweet you are to your to your girl and to your kids like i think everybody loves this new mike perry you know what i mean thank you man i'm happy to be uh the guy that the fans can you know get behind rally with and um you know enjoy, definitely enjoy an entertaining show and uh not even just the fights my life too you know they they can be tuned in and um you know, enjoy watching my family grow and my family gets to grow with with other families that I connect with on the internet and things like that. For sure. The, I think, the, I think yeah. like, people love people love those personal connections, right? Like like everybody when we're young and I was the same way, right? When I was young and I was going out and doing all the wild shit, and then I, you know, then I my wife got pregnant. And then it's like, all right, well, shit's kind of changing now, right? And then you have another one, it's like, all right, shit's really changing. And I, I, yeah. But as you get older, like everybody starts to appreciate that because it's relatable. It's no, it's great to have the, the, I mean, just, it's a connection you can't describe. And, um, I just look forward to being 45 or 50 now. And I'm going to, I'm going back to the club with the wife, you know, we going back to party, man. Bro, for real. Like I, I take my dad, my dad's six, uh, 60. And me and him, when we go to Vegas, we go we go get bottle service and go to the nightclub. You know what I mean? Like, That's what's up? Yeah, I'm yeah. I, and I and I hope I hope in you know in another fifteen years or ten years, I'm taking my kids. Yep, absolutely, man. Or your kids are taking you. 
Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> they're gonna be, hey, they're gonna be pushing me around. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Hey, Mike, one thing, bro. The first time I met you was when you um, met Samuel Erickson at the Karate Combat thing. You hadn't yeah, okay. gone to the fights yet. Yeah, and you guys went bodies just right there. And that clip yeah. has always done so well, man. But then the second time you actually came to the event, and this goes back to what Ice was saying. It was so cool seeing you, like, show up. And you held your baby throughout, I think, three and a half hours, man, before I think you finally got, you know, had to dip. But you just, you were standing there enjoying the fights, just holding your baby. And I don't know, bro, it was wholesome as hell, man. And I, I came up to you before you left and told you, like, it was so nice to see you doing so well, man. So, thank you, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I um, I use I use my children to be stronger. I was like, shit. Let me get this workout. I switched arms a couple times. I'm good to go. You know, held on to them all night. Every time I turned around, you were like, that that KO was sick or something. You're just holding your baby, yeah. And he was just chilling. Yeah, man. That was, was amazing. I, I don't want him down there standing where. You know, everyone's tooting in his face, so let's hold him up. <laughs> That's fair play. Um, I got a foray for you. Sam, Sam told us an interesting uh, interesting story about how you two, your first interactions together. So I'll let him, let's hear about this, because he's one of my favorite stories between fighters. <laughs> yeah, so, so do you oh, remember when we Oh, were yeah. Fighting? Oh, you remember? <laughs> yeah. Oh. I remember, I shoot, I think Mac, I think he brought found the tweets. I was fighting your buddy, Alex Nicholson. I love Alex now yeah. at this point. Uh, yeah. And he was going over to Europe to corner you or something. I didn't know you didn't know. Any, and so I t- tweeted him, hey, Alex, tell your boy good luck. And you were not a fan of my my, my, my well-wishing. <laughs> you you kind of went on a little bit of a tirade against me. Uh, you, said, you said some very colorful things about me. And then my buddy Keith got on and said, what is this about? And then you went at the two of us, and it was re- we were kind of getting a kick out. I was like, man, I just wished him luck. Lord knows if I wish the other guy luck. <laughs> and then Alex and I fought. We were down in Mexico City. You were down there, too. Uh, Alex yeah. was in the hot tub. You were, too. Uh, you were kind of stretched out, all relaxed. And, and I wanted to get in. Hey, I said, Alex, would you mind if I jumped in with you? And you said, and he said, no, no, come on in, brother. So you sat there for like 30 minutes. You didn't say a word. You just stared daggers at me as Alex and I talked. And I, I afterwards, I went back to my room and I told Bruce, yeah, Mike Perry was there. He's, he was not happy to see me. Uh, but it, it was all good. It, it same, we kind of laughed about it. It's like, wow, he's the yeah. character. I was just trying to set it. the mood. <laughs> you were setting the mood. You were. It was a very tense mood for me. <laughs> I wanted my bro to get mad and fucking hit your ass in the fight, but he's over here fucking talking to you the whole half an hour, bro. I was like, bro, shut up, bro. That's your enemy. (laughs) And then we fought together. We were on the same card in uh, Florida. Uh, I had Marcin Prack now. We both won the fight. Uh, And the week of, we, we just weren't around each other much. It was fight week and it was a fun hotel. But, like, after the fights happened, we were kind of on our way out, and you, you pulled me to the side and said, you know, Sam, I thought it was fake. I thought you were fake. I thought the smile and all that, I didn't think it was real. But after seeing you for a week, you're you're legit. It's a, You're a real guy like that. So 
it wasn't. And I was young. I was young and stupid. And uh, <laughs> are you sure it was Florida we fought on? I know we fought on Nashville because I remember seeing your weight cut, and you were one person on Thursday, and then the next morning, Friday morning, for, waiting for the weigh-ins, you were purple in the corner <laughs> on the floor, gasping for oxygen, bro. <laughs> oh, I I cut a lot of weight. I'm pretty sure it was Florida, but maybe it was Nashville. I got hit a lot. I, I'll forget. I'll forget where we uh, where we have fought together. But it was one of those, and I had I had my kids, and it was it was really kind of neat because from that fight, whether it be Florida or Nashville, I'm rooting for you every fight. Where I, I say, yeah, my parent and I, we're buddies. We're buddies, and I love love the story of where we came from Twitter to to fighting on the same card together. Uh, <laughs> well, I appreciate but, it, man. I'm happy for you. You've no, always uh, I'm happy for all your success too. Um, you know, I'm kind of one of the guys who takes his girl into the corner to fight these guys, and I'm I'm never. I mean, I might be the first guy to do it with just her. I don't know. Maybe you did it. No, you you are in the UFC. At least with in just Delta my era, girl in the corner. You are. Yeah, you're but no I good. always think of Sam Alvey because he had his wife in the corner with him, and you know their family, and I I remember it all. So. <laughs> No, Big yeah, ups man. to you, man. And you, you swing pretty hard. It's it's always been my gift. I, I wish I had better head movement, but I hit hard, so I'll take it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, you definitely, I mean, the, and the Dan Henderson thing. I've always been a fan of Dan Hendo. I know you worked with him. Yeah. And uh, you definitely try to, like, walk away from the hits. You don't just take them. You kind of, you know, you shoulder – and you lean way back, like, oh, I'm trying not to get hit. So, you know, it is I gotta what it try is. harder. <laughs> <laughs> so I got I gotta ask this, Mike. Like now, all right, now now you got the family, you got the marriage coming up, you got the house, you got everything, right? And and despite your huge UFC career, you've now found yourself in a spot where you're the best fucking person on the planet at bare knuckle boxing. Like, like, what does that feel like, you know, from your position right now? Well, hmm, be completely honest. I mean, it's great to be where I am. And, um, I've, you know, what sucks is the learning curve that the UFC seemed to be. A lot of fans or people or just shit talkers might say, you know, anything outside of the UFC is the B leagues or, and, and, you know, if the, if anything outside of it's the B-Leagues, then the UFC had the B-League pay. But anyways, I mean, to get big opponents, and, and I am quite the draw. I mean, I've brought a couple names over, and we've created some fun fights with my name in the bare-knuckle sport. Um, you know, I'm still open. I'm still a free agent. No deal has been completed uh, but we're in good talk. So, you know, I shoot Hunter Campbell some stuff every now and then. Uh, I recently did. I'm like, you know, because I just hate these people saying stuff. And, and I'm like, it's I still go to the MMA gym and I spar MMA with my boxing mindset. I understand the kicks and how I don't want to how I want to get in, close the gap and get my boxing going. And I understand the grappling as well, but you know, so it it's just an interesting thought to have because I feel like I was young coming up in the UFC, and the UFC was my learning curve of where I really understood 
I finally got to understand what fighting is as a career, what it was in the UFC and like my own independency in the sport of combat. Um, you know, I really learned a lot. And now I feel like that I know so much. I wish they would come out their pockets with the paycheck and say, hey, you know what? Because I remember back in the day in Pride, Rampage Jackson, Vitor Belfort, these guys went in and out, back and forth. I know it's not the same owners, but, like, man, there's clamor for it. You know what I mean? For for me to have a challenge. And it's like, well, obviously you guys should just – because I just – the UFC pay-per-view is still a thought on my mind, even though I'm making more money. It's like, you guys have the money. You know, why wouldn't you get an exciting fighter and um, like myself and give me another shot in the top of the divisions? Um, but well, so this kind of leads to a question honestly, I was literally going to ask. rounds, the bare-knuckle punching, it's like, it's not even fair, bro. It's not even fair. I will beat anyone like that. So cool, bring it on. But I'm kind of was like looking at a challenge. Like I can bear, I can box Leoto Machida, and then we do. I go over when it's kickboxing rounds or MMA rounds. I'm like, I gotta give him his rounds because he gave me some boxing rounds, and it's fucking different. So, so I got to tell you a story, and this leads into what you were just saying, right? Like. I guess the purists, right, want to say, oh, well, if you're not in the UFC, it's not, it's not the top. It's not the most legit, right? But if you look at, like, what's coming out of the ground now with PFL and their success and they're pulling big numbers on ESPN and they got in Ganyu and, and they're getting some big names in, like, they've had a lot of success. You've had, you know, BKFC, you've had a lot of success with that. You and Rockhold drew, drew big pay-per-view numbers, like big yeah. pay-per-view numbers. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'll say this. So, so my story is, so Malky Kawa called me and he said, Hey, have you ever watched bare knuckle boxing? And I'm like, nah. And honestly, I'm like, it may be a little bit too rough for me. He's like, bro, I'm telling you go. He's like, I want you to fly to Denver. I want you to meet Mike. I want you to watch this fight. So I said, all right. So I, I called my wife and I said, Hey, we're going to Denver to watch bare knuckle boxing. And mind you, she, she's not even a combat combat sports fan. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, she's going to be disgusted by this. Right. Cause it's just so rough. Mm-hmm. And so we sat down there, dude, and it was my wife, me, and Mighty Mouse, right? And, dude, from every fight on that main card, everybody was on the edge of their seats the entire time because it's nonstop electric action, mm-hmm. and it's technical, and it's fucking fun to watch, and people are just smashing each other. And then when you knocked his teeth out, when you knocked Rockhold's teeth out, I'm like, my mind's blown, right? And so we walk out of, we walk out of there, and I look at my wife, and I'm like, how was that? Expecting her to be like, don't ever fucking bring me back to this thing again, right? She right. looked at me and said, Josh, that was so fun. And so Malky calls me as soon as I get back. He said, what do you, what do you think? And I said, I said, Malky, that's the most fun live event that I've ever been to. And I've been to every major UFC fight, every major boxing match. I've been to all of it, dude. And nothing was electric as that, as that arena in fucking Denver that night when you knocked Rockhold's teeth out. And I'm like, this has, a, this has a future for real. That's what's up for sure. Yeah, I know. I know it's exciting and all of that. Like, I mean, it definitely is. It's thrilling. It's fast paced. They push you. They make you toe the line, and they're like, "Fight! Like, go!" That's yeah. it. People just sprint into a fight and try to end it. And you know, I mean, UFC can get boring when <laughs> when they on the ground 
you know, putting their nuts in each other's faces. It can, but. it can. Like, you know, some of the greatest, some of the greatest fighters in history are some of the most boring ones. Like, to be honest, yeah. like, unless you're, unless you're just a truly like, like you guys that you as a fighter, you're like, all right, I get it. Right. But it's like a casual fan. It's like, fuck, I don't want to watch this shit for, you know, nine minutes. Yeah. What's my most boring fight ever? Ooh, Matt? Dude, I'm an encyclopedia when it comes to this. I don't think you've had one. Mm. Um, yeah, you have. The man don't shy away. I mean, I've who, never who bet against fought? the one who Mike beat in Northcutt. Uh, he's a young buck. Um, uh, that, that's the one you're thinking of. Oh, I can't. Actually, I, I, didn't, I wasn't thinking of any because I don't oh, have no. any. But exactly, right. exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and Mike that, always tears people up. Uh, but I was going to say last time. Well, I was going to say, now I got No, it. the uh, Cerrone fight, maybe? No, that wasn't boring. I mean, he was just on a tear. You know, he had his baby. He he had his Perry set, you know, whatever, mindset, daddy mindset ready. And then you came back. Bro, I I, I wouldn't pick him uh, in a fight between you two now. I've never picked against you in bare knuckle, and it's purely based off, uh, and you're way better than Artem. But Artem Lobov, when he beat Pauly Mal- Malignaggi, I went, this is a different sport. This is a completely different sport. So, like, MVP, we talked about this when we did the Samuel Eric. But it's boxing, like, though. And that's that's what I was thinking of. I, I kind of lost my thought. But other than UFC, I am on the right path to where I could get in the boxing ring, you know, showtime. And that's bigger to me than a UFC pay-per-view because I've always been a big fan of boxing. Um, and, you know... And I'm on the right path to where I could do that. I was just talking to Charlo. I kind of want to train with him a little bit. He's got this Canelo fight. I think I'm kind of built like Canelo. So I would be down to train with the the Charlo brothers. That would be cool. And, um, you know, or Jake Paul, you know, get that fight. Or Tommy Fury, put some gloves on and punch these guys even harder, man. I know you were the backup fighter for a Jake Paul fight. And I was hoping that I don't remember who it was. So I was hoping whoever Paul was going to fall out so you could fight him. Yeah, there's same. not a fight I want to see more in the world than you versus Jake Paul. I appreciate that. I mean, yeah. shoot, I, I'll fight them all, man. I'm trying to find the right one. Joe Rogan loves talking about that guy with the, the what they called him, bottom G, uh, the, the left way headbutter fighter. Oh, left, left, Y'all don't know who I'm talking about. It was on the Rogan episode. Joe Rogan's uh, always talking oh. about this dude, Leduc. Leduc. Yeah, you know, I'm fine with down, you know, getting kicked while you're down or elbows and all that. I would be pissed off if somebody headbutted me. I would, really? that would, that's my line. I don't want to get headbutted. <laughs> me and the Paul Felder fight, me and him yeah. both, like 10 Ooh. seconds in, clashed heads. <laughs> we were both yeah. bleeding. And we were just slinging it the whole fight, man. That's a good one. Yeah. From, oh, yeah, David Leduc. But... David Leduc. Yeah. Yeah. His oh, Instagram dude. name is Kingle Douche. Yeah, no, you beat you beat the shit out of anyone <laughs> no, like that, bro, for sure. <laughs> it looks like Kingle Douche. He tries to call himself King Leduc, but it looks <laughs> like Kingle Douche. Sounds like Kegel Douche. Wasn't, wasn't David Leduc uh, the guy that ran the KKK, or was that David Duke? <laughs> Oh, well, I'll tell you, this guy's a political refugee. Uh, he got kicked out of where they do Lethaway in Thailand for some, like, politics or something. I don't know. He can't even get a fight. This is stuff I've heard about the guy. So I think I Joe Rogan's it. just trying to get him, like, 
a paycheck for some rice and beans. I'll <laughs> knock his ass out, knock his teeth out, and then you know he can just slurp on some rice and beans. <laughs> I think I think Rogan knows you'd beat his ass. Of course, uh, we've seen course. like, dude. I just met Lo- uh, Rockhold last uh, like two weeks ago. That dude's fucking huge. Like it, it blew my mind. He's fucking huge. You, how's his mouth look? It, it was fine. Now. Up? It's that's fine wrong, now. But it wasn't. Was, it wasn't when Perry connected. Here, yeah, that's wrong, man. Well, so I got I got a question for you. Over encompassing everything we're kind of talking about. So you're talking about you're going for opportunities, obviously. Um, but would you say since you've been hitting up Hunter Campbell, UFC pay per view comeback? Are you looking? Is that your if you could pick anything, or no. would it be Jake Paul? What would it be? But I had a good fight with, or I had a good talk with Campbell. He called mm-hmm. me. He told me a story about being at dinner with the family, and his niece was looking at some TikTok dancer video, some guy with tattoos doing this little silly TikTok <laughs> dance. And it was me. And then I hit him up the next day like, yo, 10 mil guaranteed. I'm in there, bro. We could do a few years. We could do eight fights. Just guarantee me the fights and the money, and we in there. I'll fight these five-minute rounds. But you know what? Bare-knuckle boxing, two-minute rounds, easy as pie, baby. Too easy. You right, should prove that. So I was going to ask a two-part question, but I was going to say one for the money and one just because you don't like this motherfucker, right? Jake Paul probably for the money. Who do you want to just beat his ass? Um, yeah, I do want to because he's called my name. He's used my name, trying to gain credibility off of my name. And he's very popular and he's quite the promoter. And he has fought. He got the opportunity to beat the legend Anderson Silva. And I just, I was there live and didn't see Silva boxing the way I thought. Silva would have boxed him and I'm like it would it wouldn't be this way with me I would be in crazy shape I'd be putting constant pressure he could hit me as hard as he wants and I would just bite his knuckles and punch him back mm-hmm. I mean Tom, Tommy Fury put it on him I mean you can say what you want you know Jake knocked him down but but if you look at the punch count and everything like that like Tommy put it on him I don't think he could I, he, there's no way he could he could hold he could withhold your pressure there's just no chance and power that fight too that would be really fun because Fury the name Fury to to compete against the name of a Fury uh the best boxer out there you know I mean I just want some respect some credentials uh my bills I, I you know I didn't mention them first because it's like obviously I want my family to be taken care of, but that's, you know, that's a nice perk that's already in the works. So, you know, that shit's automatic. You, they know with my name, you pay me, I show up, I fight, and I can give you hell. All right, give me one guy you just don't like and you want to fuck him up. Someone you do it for free. <laughs> in a back alley with no yeah. camera. Mm. Logan Paul said he would do the UFC for free on the, um, on the uh, the Tesla versus Facebook fight. Yeah, yep. Yeah. I, <laughs> Zuckerberg versus Elon fight. Yeah, so you know that would be. I mean, and he's a great guy, uh, great competitor. I want. I mean, but he's not. Who's you know Mike Tyson would be fire. 
uh, to be able to get in the ring with Mike Tyson and punch me in the head, that would be cool, bro. Yeah. Um, you know I who I would love to watch? Had it. You know who what I would love mean? to watch? Pettis. What? I would like to watch you and Pettis. Mm, me and Pettis as like huge. He fought Roy Jones, the legend Roy Jones. There. So like, I was, in, yeah. I, was in, I was on the fucking stage with Roy. I flew Roy out and and was there man i've been lucky enough to know roy really well and he's a good friend and i really thought he was gonna you know i thought he was gonna come back and win that but pettis looked good man pettis looked good absolutely he looked good i thought um i thought i have a little bit of that boxing roy jones swag and uh i feel like a younger version of the things he was doing if he was the younger version of himself it would have worked against Pettis, and I think I have those attributes. Um, it would be a dogfight for sure. Love Pettis, man, would love to support him and his family by fighting him in a ring for a paycheck, and we all make bank, you know. But whoever, man, Sam Alvey, man, I'll punch that guy in his face. Man. <laughs> that was my next question. Yeah. I can't get anyone to fight me. I can't do it. Call me out. I'll do whatever you want. What are you weighing, Sam? What's that? What I, I'm weighing? about 180 pounds. Why? What do you want to fight at? Bullshit. 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 <laughs> Listen. 235 if I've ever seen it. When you fight me, you're going to be under. You're about 225. Yeah, you're going to be under a uh, 10% weight clause, sir. So we can meet I'll, at 180. You're going to have to cut to 85. 85, you know, Luke, I won't be over 200. Shit. Luke was still I won't be over 205 weight day. Luke was still 204. I was like 189. Was there a weight clause with Luke? Big dude. What's that? I said Luke's was there a, a weight clause with Luke? Um, I mean, we made weight at 185, and he had a – that's a boxing thing, yes. If, right. uh, you can't – you damn right we had that weight clause. But he was still 204. Otherwise, what, he would have been 220? Yeah, yeah. I can't believe people go it. from 85 to 220. I don't yeah. think so. I don't yeah. think so. Like I said, you call me out. I'll, I'll do whatever 10% weight cut you want. Uh, but but you're the man of the hour. You're the one. You would have to call me out. I could I could scream your name all day. And it no, look, you sounded ready for it. You sounded oh, ready dead. for it. No, he's ready. Actually, he's ready. You can ask the guys. It was on my list of questions. I was going to ask. It's on you. a Google ask, Doc. I'm looking might, at right you now. Call me out, please. <laughs> Sam's dying for a fight, Mike. Give it to him. I can't yeah, get anyone to fight man. me. My last fight, I fought at heavyweight because I can't get a 205 or 85 to fight me. So I, I bulked up to fight at heavyweight, and I, I'm very willing. I don't want to fight heavyweight again. Those dudes are big. Uh, so I'm trying to go back down to 85, 205, whoever wants me there. Uh, what do you yeah. weigh right now, Mike? 189, uh, maybe 192. Guys, I'm telling you the strength on this motherfucker. So we're on the boat, dude. And we've and, and look, both of us are several cocktails in, right? And Mike looks at me and he just goes, So I've got this, I've got this pole, right? So you can go upstairs on the boat. And he grabs a pole, dude, and he just turns around and goes completely horizontal, hanging on to this damn pole. I'm like, thank God the boat's be, built de- decently because I got a hundred, I got a 200 pound guy hanging off this pole, dude. But he was just like that, right? And I was like, holy shit. He goes, he goes, that's my bad side. So he flips around and does it the other way. He's walking up and down the pole like it was nothing with 190 pounds. Like that's yeah, that's some strength there, boys. 
You know, I've heard that about you. I've heard that you're just you. as strong as they make them. Uh, I, I don't remember who it was that was telling me, but they sounded real sure. He said, the dude's strong. Like, he gets a hold of you, and you're his. I get pissed. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. It's kind of technical. I use my size to my advantage, which I'm kind of small. So when I go against bigger guys, I have a little bit of leverage. I'm lower to the ground, and right. um, I got a little bit faster feet maybe, you know. So – that's technique for you. Boxing oh, yeah. gym name technique too. So, you know, sure. look, at, look at Tyson, look at Roy, look at some of these guys. Like, you know, they're shorter. You just have to know how to use it. And once you do, like, if you get inside a taller guy, they're fucked. Volkanovsky this weekend. Yeah. Man, I know. And when I heard, when I came in here, I heard you guys talking about that. And I was like, man, I hate to say it because when I say it, it means that it's not going to happen. I'm probably going to get the dub, but I'm like, damn, man, Yair is incredible. He's so good. You train with him? You have that feeling? No, just watch him. I'm like, oh, my God, bro. You're so incredible at his flexibility, the shit he's able to do in the ring, the, the strikes that he throws. I mean, come on. No one's ever been better, technically. Oh, my gosh, unbelievable, but... I don't know. The emotions get to him sometimes. Mm-hmm. Part of being well, young, though, isn't it? And Volk is like a steel trap. Oh, Fucking. He's one of the greatest it's ever been. I, Volk I, is I, intelligent I guy. I thought he beat Islam. Yeah, that's tough. When when decisions are that close, I mean. Yeah, and I wasn't upset. It was a tight, it was a close decision. But I, I had him the little guy came up in weight to fight the lightweight. I don't know. It just made Khabib look better. Mm-hmm. Two greatest of all time. Who are they? Uh, George St. Pierre and Mighty Mouse. John no, Jones. Sir. John yes, Jones. Sir. GSP. No, Those are sir. my two answers. Okay, let's hear John Jones Anderson, so You're going to say Anderson. Oh, Khabib, word. You'll say that? Yeah, absolutely. In my opinion, it's wrestling. Uh, that's dominant in Mm -hmm. in this sport of MMA, whoever can, you know, whoever can get the top position, top control or the takedown, whoever doesn't get put on their back, you know, that's the winner. Oh, speaking of which shout out my boy, Valentine fighting freaking Bo nickel on four days notice, dude. That's your boy. That's my boy, bro. If he fucking, hits Bo Nickel. He has a puncher's chance. If he hits him and he gets this done, he is Mike Tyson, bro, in the 80s or 90s, whenever he was most popular. Because Bo Nickel is supposed to be the biggest prospect of all time. He's the wrestling king, apparently. And Valentine got to come out swinging, boy, and not get taken down. He better connect. He can't get taken down, bro. Nah, uh, we, we, we were actually that. just talking about this before you got on, Mike, and it was he like just prop, prop to Valentine mm-hmm. for for taking this fight. But you have to, right? Like you get called up on four days' notice, and you get to go fight on the main fucking card where you got Volkanovski and Yair and fucking Moreno, and and you're fighting Bo Nickel. Like that's that's a dream. That's a dream scenario. Oh, of course, I bet he was ecstatic. Gotta be. I bet he's. I mean, that's a dangerous guy. Valentine mm-hmm. is a dangerous guy. He's a beast, for yeah. sure. 
And Max he's a humble. Overhand right, he's baby. So humble, bro. Yeah. This is his dream. So he better fucking go out there and live it to the max. He can't let Bo get away with shit. Yeah. I like Bo. I like Bo, but this is my guy, my friend here. South yeah. of Popka, baby. South <laughs> APK. That's crazy. Well, like I don't feel like enough people know enough about him. Like, give us a rundown of yeah. like his what he's really good at and that type of stuff. Because he just obviously that's breaking news, and some people are just looking at his footage now. Break it down for us, Mike. Man. Like, what are what are his he threats? I know like you Mike kind Tyson. of got it, but <laughs> he does. He he's looks jacked. like Mike Tyson. Um, he he's been training MMA, and I mean, for a long time, I felt like <clears throat> the lower organizations in mixed martial arts who were getting who were trying to get these uh guys to the ufc um you know these these guys were having really tough fights because everyone was trying to get to the ufc like in the last in the last few years as ufc really blew up and and uh, i mean obviously it's always been big but like the mainstream side of it how it's trying to become NFL, NBA, uh, you know, it's it's really so the lower organizations, I feel like they have these incredibly difficult matchups um, for these guys who are trying to make it to the big leagues rather than, you know, I was like seven and oh with seven knockouts. I just not saying that all my matchups were easy because I had some ex UFC fighters I fought before I made it to the UFC. Um, I had some undefeated guys that I knocked out, but you know, I I just feel like it was two guys like me fighting in these smaller organizations trying to make it to that paycheck uh, over the last few years, and and they were both talented. So he's been fighting in, you know, they get in a small cage, a smaller venue, not the biggest crowd, and. And they earn the right to fight in front of a huge crowd on something like that. And Valentine is definitely a guy who deserves this opportunity, man. He's a humble warrior. He's kind. And he's dangerous. So dangerous. But, like, if you train with him, he would just, like, let you hit him. And, like, he would just try to tap you. He's super nice. But then when he gets in the fight... You see this different animal, bro. His name is Val the Animal. The animal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Woodburn. And he is just an animal when they say fight, go. He's swinging for the fences, bro. It's wild. So I hope he goes out there and has a blast and excites everyone watching, entertains everyone watching, and puts on a hell of a fight. And I hope he bloodies, blows nose a little bit. And look, you know, maybe wins. Here's well, you know, like I was saying at the beginning of this, dude, even if he this is a huge task to take it, even if yeah. he goes out there and doesn't he comes short, they'll give him another shot for, for taking this, you know, filling this in for them on a pay-per-view and keeping Bo Nickel on the card. So deserves it. Yeah, yeah. No, he got does. this opportunity because of where he trains, who he trains with. Julian Williams is quickly, rapidly becoming one of the most well-known and uh, respected coaches in the game of MMA. Um, you know, he, and like this guy, Julian Williams, like, man, he's never given me a round. I feel like I've won, I've 
I fought him for like 15 years and he's never given me one round. He's beaten me forever. He would never, ever let me win. When he goes with me, he goes with me different than he goes with everyone else. I was like one of his, I was like his guy, right? He that motherfucker never gave me nothing. He's always breathing after we get done. But I see him finish with everyone else, and he's cool as a cucumber. But when he gets done with me, he's fucking breathing heavy because I, I try to get just some points on his ass and he won't give them to me bro that's what boys are for for sure that's really deep inside knowledge that's fucking dope to hear bro that's really dope that makes me kind of like man okay i'm pulling for your boy as well too that's awesome man i'm keeping that fight man I... mike are you are you going to the fight i know you're going to be out there Man, probably not, man, because that the those two days are more about wifey and uh, less about, you know, um, my my career and and trying to be out there uh, showing face and like getting attention and things like that. So, you know, we just and I might be too drunk. I, I feel I'll walk by a, uh, <laughs> I'm going to walk by a sports book and, uh, you know, just watch Valentine's fight and Bo and, and uh, I don't know if I'll catch any others, but, and, uh, you know, since I bought that new house, I'm going to be getting a new background going. I'll have like a cooler setup. My shit is real low key right now. Yeah, yeah man. That's, that's what clean. you got to do, man. Cause look at our age, it, it ain't worth going to the fucking bars anymore and risk getting in a fight and doing all that shit. We just need to sit on the back porch and drink with the homies. You know, I, well, I have a cool spot to do that at now. <laughs> yeah. But I do like to go outside and get ratchet from time to time. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> so, hey, me and Mac were just talking because I said, look, I said, uh, you know, Mike's getting married this weekend. Great fight this weekend. I was like, I may, I may swing through and pick you up in New Mexico on my way out there. I'll figure that out. It, it may be a last minute decision on Friday. Hey, next time anybody's in uh, New Mexico, I forget the name of the city. It's like Albuquerque or no, nah, bro. It's like Sacalaca or some shit. Santa Fe, Socorro. It's like no, nah, it's like Luck to Caca or some shit. La Cruces, Las Cruces. No, you're just making words up now, man. No, no, these are all cities. But lifted, um, Mm -hmm. it's a it's a lifted dispensary shop, man. They, um, just anytime any I'm in New Mexico, I definitely go out there. I can't remember the name of my city. My girl knows it, man. It's her family, uh, my family now. You know what I mean? So that weed business is a booming business. Plug it, baby. Plug it. What's the name of it? Yeah, what I need to know. Lifted. Lifted. Hey, Mac, I need you to find out where this is so you can I'll drive over there right and, now. And, and UPS me a package in Florida. <laughs> Tucum Carry. It's in Tucum Carry? Tucum Carry. Thank you. See? Tucum Carry. Yeah, that's, dude, that's a random ass spot, bro. That's dope, though. That's dope. Hell it's because yeah. of the traffic there. So, yeah, they come through. They're uh, doing really through, well, what, man. Lifted is a really nice uh, spot. And they got. You know, better than the stuff I have from Colorado, for sure. The stuff there is like, they're scientists there, and they're growing it fresh and uh, pristine by hand. It's real flowery. It's not mm-hmm. like a fucking rock that you crush into dust. That's crap that you get from dispensaries that are 
selling thousands and thousands and this stuff is like really quality you know new mexico is only good and known for a couple things man green chili fighting drugs and stealing cars i mean good thing we do fucking weed well of course we take our time they made breaking bad for a reason here you know <laughs> good old yeah. new mexico now yeah, hey mike I, didn't, you tra- didn't you train in new mexico for a while with john and yeah for a little bit man i definitely did he taught me a couple of things man you know that's one thing he told me about the sport he was like do you want to know the secret to mma i was like yeah john yeah i do (laughs) he was like it's ground and pound i was like "Fuck, i hate wrestling (laughs) i like to box i really like to box you know he but said, yeah, so I mean, that's where the game's headed, the right? Box. Like when I was talking to, uh, when uh, Volk fought Islam, I texted John. I'm like, yo, I really like Volk here. What do you think? And he's like, Josh, he's like, UFC is about fucking wrestling. He's like, it's that simple, bro. He's like, mm-hmm. I'm good because I'm a wrestling. Islam dominates because of his wrestling. Khabib dominated because of his wrestling. He's like, that's just the way the game is. Oh, that, that is what I tell everyone that asks. Hey, I'm, I'm 16 years old and I'm in jiu-jitsu. What should I do to become an MMA fighter? So you quit jiu-jitsu and go to the wrestling team. Every day, just go do wrestling. That is it. Once you're out of the wrestling school, whether it be high school or college, you'll never wrestle like that again. I, I mean, join the team when you can join it. You'll wrestle in practice. You'll wrestle in jiu-jitsu class. It's not the same as two hours a day, every day, four hours a day, every day of just wrestling. Yeah, I didn't do it enough, man. My grades. Yeah. I did it sometimes in school, but hang I on, didn't Mike. Do it enough. Hang on, Mike. I could have went watched... to college. I could have read books. Hang on. I watched a video, and this may be this may be a lie, but I watched a video and Michael Chandler tells a story about you. And he says, This motherfucker had a four point one GPA and went to a and went to a private school and he was the smartest kid in his class. Motherfucker, I don't know Michael Chandler, bro. He don't know me, bro. But I appreciated <laughs> that video with the champ Kumaro, and he was yeah. helping me out, telling people that I'm not stupid. But <laughs> damn it, watch Dragon Ball Z. Goku's an idiot, motherfucker. I'm the closest <laughs> shit to Goku you gonna get, boy. I just go with the flow, and you know. I'm, when I did Joe Rogan, I was the whole time I was trying not to sound like a complete idiot. Maybe right, that's so, why hey, it's a little. Were you on your A game on Joe Rogan, or did you go out maybe the night before and have a few drinks? Or? That too. I was definitely. I was struggling to. Can you, live t- can you tell this story real quick? That's why I did the cold plunge before I got on Joe Rogan, because I was. Throwing up 10 minutes before I went on there. Oh, hey, my God. So, hey, really? so Abe calls me. Abe calls me, and he's with Mike. And he goes, he goes, bro. He goes, after we hung up, because it was like we were, when we did our first pod, and Mike came on that that evening for like yeah. 10 minutes. Yeah. I think he had Joe the next day. That so was apparently the next they go out day. and yeah. have some drinks. And Abe calls me, and he goes, bro. He goes, Mike's in such bad shape. He goes, we got him in the plunge pool so that he can fucking function just to get through the interview. <laughs> that shit was, I was kind of new for a second, though. And then Joe was giving me coffee. And then the weed, it didn't really help. It got me high as fuck, and I started forgetting everything. I thought you killed the interview, bro. And I'm telling you this, I don't buy for a fucking second the, the, the dumb 
shit, I don't buy it. I've hung out with you enough that that I know you're a fucking sharp guy. Well, thank you, brother. I really appreciate that. Here, check this out. I forgot. Um, I got this from that lifted uh, dispensary. In Tucumcari. Let's go. In Tucumcari. That's a signed glass boxing glove by Mike Tyson. It's a bowl, dude. Ah, that's dude, fire. What? It is super fire, bro. This is like a hundred dollar piece of glass. What are they doing in Tucum Carry, bro? I could I'll go to Tucum Carry. Ma- Max about Max about to hop in the car right now. I'll be yeah. there in two hours, yeah. Yeah, check them out. Tell them Mike Perry sent you, bro. Hell yeah, brother. And, Hell uh, yeah. Yeah, my cousin. Hey Mike, right, I let's talk quick. about this yeah. card real quick. I want to get everybody's thoughts on this card because oh, yeah. Clearly the best card so far this year. It's fight week. Like it is, it is the, the, the one, right? So first we got Bo Nickel and Woodburn go around the room. Mike, Mike, you go first, then Mac, then Sam. Let's go. Valentine Woodburn, baby. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Bo Nickel is minus 2,500. Biggest betting fight. favorite of sure all I've time. I'm not sure I've seen a fight like that on a it, main no, it's card. The biggest, it's the biggest betting favorite of all time oh. in UFC. You better not be nice that night, Val. You better show the animal, boy. Let's go. I, Mac, who you got? I mean, Mike, with all due respect, I, I'm yeah, I gotta take Bo, but if I if you know Woodburn pulls it off, I know who I'm gonna be fucking thinking about. You and your boy, bro. So uh I'll take Bo, but I've watched this sport too long, man. Anything can happen. The wrestling and that overhand is a problem. Right? He's a collegiate wrestler. It's a problem. Well, if he if he's Decides to prove, you know, prove a point on the feet. Based off what you're seeing, we might see a crazy upset. But, but yeah, remember, so I'll take both. Ally Quinta went five rounds with Khabib. Yes, sir. He's a real estate and, agent. Um, I outgrappled him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you did, huh? Yeah. And then, He's at Mike's house in Orlando. So we be grappling over here, man. Florida, Central Florida right here. We got the best Brazilian guys come over, man. We got some great grapplers. Valentine gets that work in. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Sam. All right, my turn. Oh, I, I'm taking Bo. But Obviously, for you, everyone here. For you, doing... I'm going to put some money on Val. For you, Mike, I'm putting money on Val. <laughs> That's for you. Because if he does <laughs> win with that puncher's chance, boy, 2,500. <laughs> Ginger's got to stick together. Ginger's got to stick together. So I'm taking Bo. Uh, and But I, I'm putting money on Val for you, my man. Oh, yeah. That, well, that's, that's not the, smart if you got Bo. That, that's a huge number. Bo wins the fight because Bo's Bo's too smart to go to to try to prove a point on his feet with a puncher. Yeah, that's rough, but, man. There's... But with but with that said, plus twelve hundred with a puncher is a great fucking bet. Yeah. Yeah. You have to you have to spend seventy five bucks on Bo to make three bucks. Right. So <laughs> why not put put ten on on Val, make two hundred yeah. fifty. Brian. All right. Yeah. Next one is uh, Jalen Turner and Daniel Hooker. Jalen Turner is minus two sixty. Mike. Jalen Turner. Sorry, Danny boy. I love the new blonde hair. You're trying to reinvent yourself. Maybe you can do it, but Jalen Turner has been very sharp. I agree. I, I agree. I think uh, you know Dan Hooker has had some bangers, and ever since the uh, the Poirier fight, which was just an all time scrap. Uh, you know, it's it's one of those trajectory fights. Dan Hooker's kind of going down, and Jalen Turner's only going up right now. And that dude's dangerous. So yeah, I, I, I'm with Jalen on that one. 
Sam, yeah, what you got, brother? I'm, I, I'm taking Jalen too. I think he's got too many tools. I, outside of this last fight, he was on what a five fight win streak, and he he lost a split decision to Gamrat. Gamrat. Uh, yeah, that's not. I mean, you can't hold your head down to that. Uh, Booker, prior to his last fight, he was one and four, and before that, I, it's a turning of the tide right now, and I'm taking Jalen. I think he can go anywhere. I think he could win standing, but I think you would have much better luck taking him down. And he already beat one of Australia's boy, Jamie Malarkey. Keep going. And he's looking I got, good I got, as well. I got Jalen. I mean, I just think he's too well-rounded. All right, here's an interesting one, boys. Robert Whitaker against Duplessis. And Robert's minus 400, and Duplessis is plus 300. I got to start this off with a question for you, Mike. And we could cut this if we fucking want. But I got to ask this, or Twitter's going to be pissed. What do you think about Drickus Duplessis being African or claiming he's African? Over well, more is. African than the more African than the he champ is. though. He's from South Africa. Yeah. And, and he lives in Africa. I get his point. It's a very respectable, commendable point. Um, and he's making noise, dude. And he's getting the fights, but that you know, I think he should have a I think Robert Whitaker understands and he should live up to the expectations here. And uh completely dismantle uh duplessis i'm next yeah yeah 100 yeah i think this will be one of those ones um it's kind of like our main event um Drickus, he did get nose surgery so he's apparently getting 90 or something percent more oxygen than he's used to so he's breathing a lot better and i'd say one of his biggest you know see i kind of look at like mike like like that helps that much but uh I don't think it means shit. I think uh, Robert is, he hasn't lost to anybody in nine years besides Israel Adesanya. And this might be a spectacular KO. You know, I think he'll, I'm looking at him landing that jab high kick, his signature shit right after Drick is, he might drain him out up against the cage a little bit. Then jab head kick. It's all, that's all she wrote. But Whitaker is one of the top, I mean, top 10 most phenomenal guys that have been in the octagon. Yep. You know, high. One of the most well rounded, too. Yeah, very good. So. Yeah, I'm taking Whitaker also. Uh Dra- and I'm I'm hoping Whitaker wins because I don't want the the Dracus versus Izzy fight. I really don't want it. Nobody's looking forward to it. I'm not looking forward to that one. I think whoever wins this fight gets the title shot. I would love to, I mean the first two fights were incredible. I would love to see a third fight between Whitaker and and Izzy. Uh, so outside of just my heart wanting Whitaker to, I think he's the he is the more talented fighter. It's hard to find a more talented fighter than Whitaker. He's nine and four in the UFC. Outside of Izzy, he hasn't lost a fight in ten years. Uh, uh, he he is he's deserving of another, another title shot with with this win. And I think he's going to get. It. I think it's going to be a pretty dominant win too. Whitaker's too good, and I think he ends him in inside the second round. Uh, let me end it with this. If you're picking Drickus with their whole chest, you're guessing. You're guessing and you hope you hit gold. Yeah. I could see people picking Drickus on the fact that Whitaker is giving him a lot of respect. Uh, and But he's never really trash-talked someone, I don't think, anyways. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he'll be sharp, but Andrikas has a ton of like I mean he's he's free like um he's got nothing to lose. Yeah. 
He can let it and go. And he's from South Africa. It's got to be fucking hostile. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he's got to be a hard motherfucker, bro. <laughs> That's true. He's got to be. Depends yeah. where you so, are, for sure. I mean, you know, as a fellow African. But he hasn't. <laughs> he hasn't. <laughs> he hasn't looked spectacular. No, he hasn't. It's been very sloppy wins. It's been very sloppy yeah. wins. Ain't Whitaker so. ends in. Oh, who'd he beat? He beat fucking Darren Till. Yeah. But bro, wait, Whitaker got Till dropped. Had a heck of a fight yeah. With fucking Whitaker. I'd say what the different styles. I'd say different styles. Remember that elbow he fucking caught him with? Fuck. What the fuck was it? I thought Till kind of won. Uh, it was close, man. But hey, how about Mike Perry like, and how about Mike Perry and Darren Till bare knuckle? Oh, let's Fuck fucking yeah, go, bro. bro. Dude, that's a whole Fuck other yeah. meme, bro. You two. Fuck yeah, let's do that. All right, They're going to have to pay me more if his ass comes over because he's worth more even though he sucks and he's on his 0-5 in his last five or whatever. <laughs> All right, if you could fight him in any organization, what would it be? Bare knuckle? Fucking at the bar. <laughs> okay, we found our answer from earlier, bro. I was asking, and he never, hey, he never back. wanted to give me a fucking answer. Who would you fight for free just because you want to smash that motherfucker's face? It is officially Darren Till. It circled back around. Let's and I guarantee go. you, Mike is not the only fucking person either. But we did. We did. We spawned. Uh-huh. We spawned, yes. Go. I bust his shit open. <laughs> I did. He was leaking. There was three kids. I want to see. I want to see these kids come forward. There was three fucking kids in the room with their little jujitsu geese on, sitting there watching us fucking <laughs> throw down. So, so have you ever told that story before? Because that I don't know if uh, Sam or Ice Bags, you've seen this before, but like it was a huge meme for a while. Like we had a spa, and it was Darren talking about him and Mike Perry, but no one really knows how it went or if you guys were buddy buddy or what. But you're saying so you beat him, and there's three kids that were there that witnessed it, and no one's ever come out and talked about it. Yeah, it's um, you know, we I was still learning back then. It was it was training, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. We're both smart martial artists who train like professionals. Um, we hit each other with good shots. Uh, we may have backed off on a couple of things, and um, you know, definitely a fight adds adrenaline and all these things um, let loose. And over the years, I've really learned how to like like use um i mean i use it more in training now like with boxing wise my hands are fucking way worse than they've ever been training when we get in the boxing ring for training for boxing we fucking hurt each other bad weekly and like in mma it's like you're doing so much the body has so much damage that it takes you're kind of lighter in training and then there are days that you're like, okay, we're kicking harder, we're punching harder, we're fucking aiming for the head, and we're shooting a kill today. I'm trying to finish people today. Harder body shots for sure, but like, I feel like with the smaller gloves, I don't know, your training partners, your brothers every day, you just don't, you're not fucking spinning heel kicking each other in the head the same way you would if you're fucking fighting in the octagon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at boxing, we got headgear, cup shoes were laced up and we're swinging for the fucking fences and training guys get out of training talking a little more mush mouth <laughs> great way to put it happens. all right on to the championship fights we got moreno against pantoja 
And Pantoja. Moreno's a 190 favorite, and Pantoja's a uh, 165 dog. That's fucking tough one. Yeah. My boy Moreno. Love Moreno. What a, what a, oh, man, but didn't – wait. Pantoja, he lost to Pantoja. He beat him twice. twice. Pantoja, the, the first time they fought in the Ultimate Fighter. Pantoja beat Moreno twice. twice? In the Ultimate Fighter. But if Moreno yeah, yeah. is the type of guy, dude, he's the dog yes. that has, like, been waiting for his opportunity for this. This is going to be Izzy and, and Alex all over again, bro. But Izzy and Alex, Alex got the win. This is going to be first. Brandon's, yeah. And then Izzy had to come back again, but that was the second for the UFC, so mm-hmm. it, it's a the little numbers different. are kind of weird. Yeah, Moreno, this is Moreno's only chance, yeah. bro. You're not getting another one. If this guy beats you, he's moving on. Yeah. Yep. I want to see Moreno do it because he's he's great. I agree. Moreno, Matt. Uh, I think it's it's not even comparable when you look at uh, when they fought in the, so they fought ultimate fighter and he was winning that, the fight until Pantoja caught him with something. I can't remember what, but then in the fight in the UFC, they rematched and he was just getting clobbered and it doesn't, if you look back, it doesn't, it looks like the same Pantoja, but it looks like a completely different Brandon Marino. And that's right before Pantoja was a guy that beat him. And then he got sent out of the UFC and went to LFA, became a champion, I believe, and then came back. So Pantoja was the one that kicked him out of the UFC. And, dude, that is not the Brandon Marino we are used to seeing now. And you cannot tell me that the strides he's made training, I believe, like, he's trained with Cejudo a little bit. Now he's – I forget where he moved to now. But that dude has – I don't know how many people have ever, like, incrementally got that much better that fast. Uh, Brandon Marino is a completely different fighter now, and he's going to beat and take this dub back. Yep. Sam. I'm taking the other guy. I'm taking Pen- Pentoja. Pentoja. I'm, I'm taking him. Uh, I, I think the two defeats that he has and that he knocked him out of the UFC, I, I think that's going to sit wrong with uh, Marino. And I love Marino. I was actually cornering somebody else in L- LFA for Marino's last fight before he got into the Oh, really? Back- yeah. Uh, and I've always loved Marino. He might be the nicest. Per- he is the nicest champion. He might be the nicest person in the UFC. Uh, and I, I think Pantoja is going to get him. I, I think Marino had, I mean, he's six and one in his last seven, uh, but three of those fights are against the same guy. And it's those three fights against uh, Figueredo. I would watch a fourth fight. Every fight has been better than the one before. So I, I've just, I, I love those fights, but he's, he hasn't fought anybody else in at this point, what, four years or three years. Well, he beat, he beat Kai. He did beat Kai. You're right. He, he beat right. Kai somewhere in the middle there. Um, who got but of of the of the his four last fights was against the same guy. I, I think Pantoja is going to do it. Uh, he, he's he deserves the title shot. Pantoja does, um, and I think he's going to be in Marino's head. I think having beaten him twice already, and I know Marino's made strides, but I think having lost twice to the same guy like that, and having it change your career, like getting you kicked out of the UFC. I think that's going to be enough to just give Pantoja the edge in the, in the you know, mindset. I like that takes. That's cool. I'll say this. I think Moreno and, and Sam have to be like here on the nicest fucking scale of the <laughs> fighters. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, what about, hold on. Cause the title else? goes to wonder boy. Dude, yeah. Wonder boy too. Those, Oh, they're three, three way ties. Ariel Helwani gave him the title. For NMF. Did he, you know who, who the How about his last fight? That was beautiful. 
Sage Northcutt is the nicest per- human being on the planet, not just fighter. Sage Northcutt is the nicest guy to possibly have ever lived. That's fair. That's fair. Nah, bro. I think you guys are all like, you can only be so nice and it's a good thing <laughs> before you're like a pussy, right? You can only be so nice before you're a pussy. And I think all well, I four think of you my guys girlfriend right is the nicest because, or my fiance uh, about to be wife is the nicest because she sucks these balls. So, <laughs> um, you know, I think in order to be the nicest on the planet, you got to suck some Shmeet. I listen, like, I, I lived in Mexico for five years. I lived in Mexico for five years. They're all really nice until they're not. These Spanish <laughs> chicks are fucking nice until girls. they're yeah, not. Yeah, uh, just, sure. get, just get a bag of flaming Hot Cheetos, bro. Let's chill out every time, bro. <laughs> I, I'm going to take my name out of the running for nicest in UFC if that's the – if that's what's <laughs> going to <laughs> Sam, Sam is not sucking balls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he just shit. disqualified right. himself. I'm taking I'm taking Moreno in this one. I think he's just he he's gotten so much better. It's it's not even comparable. But great fucking matchup, great fight, great history, all of it. Love it. Yeah, um, that'll be a banger no matter go. what. The main one, Volk and Yair. I mean, what a banger. Yeah, I'll go first on this one. I, I think it's going to be Volk. I think Volk's going to get it. I'm a little nervous because Volk lost his last fight. And typically, once you lose that a title shot, it wasn't his title. But once you lose a title shot, you don't win the next fight. And that's like across the board. Uh, very rarely is there a Max Holloway or Robert Whitaker that can bounce back like they have. Uh, so that being in there, I don't think I don't like the odds being minus 400 or something close to it. Um mm-hmm. I, I think he's overvalued, but I, I'm still taking him. I think Volk is too meaty, uh, too um, too thick, too much of a a like original style fighter. Like um, Yair's craziness is his mm-hmm. athleticism is unbelievable to watch, but I think it can be a bit much. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you break it down to, like, general specifics and what you should do in fighting basics, Volk has the basics, and they say you can win it all with the basics. Like John Jones told you, wrestling. You know, he can rely on that. Coming from rugby, even his wrestling's outstanding. Um, you Were you done? Sorry. Yes. Okay. No, yeah. Take it. I'll go last. I'll go last. <laughs> I'll go last. I know because I, yeah, I want to say jump, something. I'll I want to say something there, fucking weird. Yeah, go. Yeah, I'm, ta- I'm taking <laughs> Volk here. I think uh, Yair has has like uh, like 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 Mike said earlier. He has these uh, these angles, right? Like like Roy, we were talking about earlier. Like has those has those angles, and Yair hits you from angles that you just don't fucking see it coming from. But at the same time, when you look at it, a guy like Volk is so steady headed. And he'll pick his spots, and he'll make his move, and eventually he's just going to be too much for you. Yeah. Okay. I agree with with all you guys, but just to be different, and just like I said on the last one, man, like picking Drickus, uh, I'm going to just make a guess to look cool. But I do feel like there's all all the time, man, and we're due for a massive shakeup. You know, like uh, if Irene Aldana would have beat Amanda Nunez or something like that. I feel like I just feel like we're due one, and it could be it could be Marino that gets beat, 
It could be Rob that gets beat. But just for the bragging rights after, I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick Yair. Viva la Rasa. Let's go. He catches him with something. Fuck it. Flying. Be incredible if he becomes champion. Dude, wouldn't it? Did you see his colored belt? The belt he made? Yeah. Fucking dope. It's dope. Mm -hmm. So here's here's the main here's the main reason I need I want Volk to win, honestly. Because if Volk wins, I think you gotta give Ilya the fucking title shot. He if doesn't Yair want to fight wins, at 145 after this. If Yair wins, right? But he doesn't want... Oh, well, Volk wants to leave 145. After this fight, he's, mm-hmm. like, already talking about going back up and either re-challenging Islam or fighting the winner of Holloway... Or not Holloway. Por- Poirier and uh, Gaethje for... All right. Mm-hmm. If, if he stays, if he stays... Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. I think Volk has to win the fight because if Yair wins the fight... Volk gets an automatic rematch. There's no way he doesn't, right? That's that's a fair point. If yes. Volk wins, I think you give Ilya the shot. The performance that he did against Emmett, 50-42, probably one of the most dominating five-round matches I've ever seen. 50-42. I mean, I, has there ever been a bigger gap in a, in a major fight? That's pretty much the that's no. the max. He dominated, right? And mm-hmm. and I think you got to give Ilya the shot. And as Ilya's my boy, and and I want to see him. I want to see him fucking fight Volt. To be honest, that's fair. And uh, based off what Sam said about how across the board, apparently no one has lost the title and then won the next fight. I feel like Volt could be a guy to do that. Plus, mm-hmm. he went up yeah. to face. It wasn't uh, his belt, yeah. The the one fifty five champ, and he faced that Russian wrestling. And, um, you know, that's supposed to be the best out there. And he put on a hell of a performance. So mm-hmm. I think he's really batting down the hatches and found all the kinks. And he's looking to dominate. So, you know, it's going to be a tough fight for Yair. Yeah, I agree. It's going to be. But what a card, boys. Like, what a fucking fun card that's going to be for sure. All right. So, Mike. Wait, let me address let the comments home. real quick. There was. There, yeah, go ahead. I can think of one. GSP lost to Matt Sarah, came back, beat the fuck out of him. Yeah, it has happened right. before. It, it has happened. Off. Yes. Okay. Yes. Absolutely. So, so my yeah, you were wrong, Sam. Yes, <laughs> oh, Sam. No. No. I'm just and that Nunez, Nunez beat uh, Pet Pena. Oh, there you uh, right, go. Right there you go. So it has happened. You guys two. You, you've contradicted yourself twice in three minutes, Sam. Yeah, but I could say every other. I mean, it, uh, what's his name? Uh, the Stylebender. Stylebender too. There but you, you could take any other champion. Typically, when they lose, I mean, you yes. go, uh, yeah. they, they go on a losing streak. Once you're not fighting for the the pay per view money anymore, it's a big not reason not to train as hard. Is what I think it is. All right. Mm. Two things, Mike. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. One. Okay. One. Me and Mac may end up rolling out to Vegas if I make a decision last minute. If so, you and I will party at Omnia together after your wedding. All right. Two, next time you come in town and hang out with the fam, I'll take you up to uh, Roy's farm, and you guys can uh, can can go some rounds and, and train with Roy. Oh, hell that. yeah, bro. I'll That's with that fire, thing. dude. That'll be lit, man. So, should I appreciate y'all's time, man. Um, Yo, man, Mike, can I, can I bug you for me. one last thing? It, it's a plug for tomorrow. Yeah. So, we're, we're going to have another guest on here tomorrow. And uh, do, are you a football fan? Yeah, he okay. knows Njoku. Oh, you do? Okay, I'm gonna yeah, ask him what position do you think if every NFL player had to take like a amateur fight, which position would win the most fights? 
Like, do you get what I mean? I think it would be tight ends or, or running backs, but go ahead. I think it would be I, – I kind of wanted to say I think running backs could do some damage, but it's going to be – but then, you know, there's different weight classes because the linemen are a problem. They're 350 pounds of pure muscle and fat. But look how good and Greg then, Hardy was. He was shit. Wide receivers would be good. I think quarterbacks would be very smart about how they fought, but they're punks, so I don't know. <laughs> it's not going to be an offensive player. It's going to be defense all day. You got to go in there with that meanness, with that urge that you want to hurt somebody. Hey, Mike. I feel like the offensive – that's funny that you say that because an offensive player in a fight, you would think they want to fucking score that knockdown, yeah. that knockout. They want to hurt – put a hurting on somebody. That's yeah. why they play a different sport, I guess. Defensive players, they just want to wreck people wreck. for sure. Yeah. Well, like a linebacker. Like- I would a cornerback would be super offensive, fast. I, offensive players, offensive players, they spend their entire career trying to stay away from other people. They want to score. They want to not get hit. They want. They they. It's all reactive. Defensive player, you've yeah. got one goal: get that the ball. Hurt anyone that but gets that's the why. That's why I take tight ends. I don't know, Sam. Sam, if you look at David and Joku, that man is six five, two hundred sixty pounds of shredded. Yeah, I looked into him. Dude, massive. Yeah, yeah. So, so Mike and I were hanging out with him and his brothers in uh, in Miami, and they, and his brothers are literally bigger than he is. It's wild, dude. They got a, he's got brothers that are six seven. Good dudes. We was turned right. Was we we was turned. It was a good night, man. I love Joku, homie. Mike's a homie. I appreciate you coming on, brother. Yeah. Thanks for letting Thank me you, brother. Hey, should I hit these talking points or no? What's it? Yeah, yeah. Next time, you know, make sure you follow me on IG at. Platinum Mike Perry. So thank My you guys. Man. Have a great night. Thanks, brother. Appreciate yeah, you, going, Mike. Buddy. Best. All right, let's plug some shit. Let's plug this shit and let's hop because we're I, gonna fucking rant tomorrow too. You guys know I, that. Yeah, you do it. Nail it. <clears throat> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we just wrapped up episode two, the Overdogs podcast. Follow these hashtags: Overdog Pod. Kimpai Pandas. We're starting a whole thing over here, man. Look at the guests we've had in the first two episodes. Make sure to follow us. Follow Platinum Mike Perry. Follow Smiling Sam. Follow Ice Bags. And don't follow me because, honestly, my shit's trash. All right? I'm just happy to be here. I love it. We'll see you next time. Hit subscribe. Don't forget because you don't want to miss out. Spotify, YouTube. Love you. Peace. Reflex them. Yeah, reflex. We're waiting. We're waiting.